Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This is Intimate Knowledge with Megan King. Shh. It's a show about sex. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Intimate Knowledge. I'm your host, Megan King. You can find me on Instagram at Megan King. And check me out at one of my retreats at GaiaHavenExperience.com. So today we have a lot to get through. So first of all, I'm going to give you some updates on my weekend. And I want to talk about some headlines that are really hot right now. And I feel personally tied to some of these headlines. So we're going to go through those. And then after that, we have Heather Martin on the show from The Bachelor. Heather is famous for having never been kissed before she went on The Bachelor. And then she goes on and she kisses Colton who famously came out later after the after he was a bachelor is gay. So let's get through this and start with my weekend. So last week I told y'all that the cheater when I well the other woman came forward and was chatting with me on Instagram and that was just yucky icky. I don't like I don't like that. So going to Austin was a, re- a, a very nice distraction for me. I got to hang out with my best friend. 
we decided to go to a music festival called the Two Step In, which, by the way, our guest, Heather Martin, also went to that music festival, which is like it was the first year of this music festival in Georgetown, Texas, which is north of Austin, like 40 minutes north of Austin. Okay, but when I was in Austin, this is wild. My girlfriend is going through a very contentious divorce. Honestly, worse than the one that Jim and I went through. And that is hard to do. It's like this woman cannot get divorced no matter how hard she tries. So she's not friendly with her ex-husband. They don't chit-chat. They don't see each other. Whatever. There, there, there is the groundwork right there. So Courtney and I go to lunch. Her name's Courtney. <laughs> We go to lunch and she doesn't even want to go to lunch. First of all, we're sitting at her office. Um, we're going through some business stuff and I'm like, I'm hungry. She's like, what do you want to order in? I was like, I want to go somewhere. I'm in Austin. I want to go somewhere, check some some place out. So she picks the restaurant. It's kind of like this diner vibe, right? So we walk in, it's freezing inside. Courtney hates sitting outside. She's basically just a hermit crab who belongs in her house 24 seven. And um, I'm just this free spirit that wants to float around and go everywhere all the time. So we, we walk into this restaurant, it's freezing cold. And um, I said to the waiter, can we please sit outside? And Courtney says, Oh, you want to sit outside? Courtney does not want to sit outside. But I say yes, before she could say anything. The waiter walks us outside. As our waiter, waiter guides us to our table, to the outside, Courtney starts to become a broken record. She starts to say to me, Meg, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like, what? She couldn't spit it out. And she she didn't spit it out. And I look over and uh, like my eyes follow the waiter because the waiter, where the waiter's going to sit, sit us. And I see her son and her ex, future ex-husband, they're going through a divorce, sitting there. Not only are they sitting on the outside patio where Courtney did not want to go, we're seated next to him. That's where the waiter set, sets us down next to him. The son, of course, is ecstatic. He, all of his favorite people are sitting next to each other at this lunch. Her ex recognizes me. He's apparently a big fan of the Real Housewives and says, you're Megan King Edmonds. I said, I corrected him. I'm Megan King. He said, I know. And then he proceeds to ask me, um, he asked me a couple questions. What did he ask me? The first one, I don't remember the first one. That one doesn't matter anyway. The second one was, weren't you married? Weren't you married, you know, to like a Kennedy or something? I'm like, oh my God. Like, who says that? It's, he knows, he clearly knows that. So that means he also knows that I'm not currently married to that Kennedy or whatever, according to him. And so why bring that up? I was just like, whatever. But I was like, trying to be very respectful and like, I shook his hand and I was, you know, just trying to be normal and hold it together until he and, and her son left. But oh my gosh, how random is that? After everything, after everywhere I've been. And I was thinking, people sometimes ask me, do I ever run into Jim in and around St. Louis, which is a, not a very big town. And Jim and I live up three miles from each other. And so you'd think that we'd see each other all the time. I don't think I've, I ran into him once, once. But it wasn't like we were sitting next to each other at a restaurant. We were at the restaurant at the same time, and I didn't know he was there until he walked out kind of thing. And this was years ago. Like, yeah. I mean, we've been separated now for 
um, three and a half years, I guess. Something like that. So it's wild that we ran into him. Okay, I want to talk about some other headlines. So Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez were hanging out backstage and actually like in front of stage at Coachella this weekend. And they dated for years. They were friends and then they dated and they were spotted with some PDA. And I just went to Camila's Instagram and she has like photos from her uh from her Coachella weekend and there's nothing with Sean Mendez. And she says it's whatever. So, but everybody's like, are they getting back together? And they apparently were spotted making out. Well, I did some digging and I looked up some of these photos and actually videos that were taken of Camila and um, Sean. And they did look like they were canoodling very closely. Now, this is my take on it. I think that after you're in a relationship, especially one that started as a friendship and you've broken up, hopefully you're able to maintain a relationship, you know, a friendship. They did look very cozy and stuff and maybe they hooked up, but I think that's okay. We can give that to them. They're allowed to hook up. They're allowed to make out. But honestly, they didn't really look like in a relationship. They looked flirty to me. So I feel like people are just reading into this because they want the they want to ship this and it's just not going to happen. I mean, they aren't together but they're publicly showing PDA. I think it's I think they're just hanging out as friends. I don't think it has anything to do with a PR stunt. They it's not like either of them need any sort of of publicity. They have plenty of it on their own. And you know, they're at Coachella. Like who knows if they're like drinking alcohol or popping some shrooms or smoking weed, whatever. But you know, there's plenty of mind altering substances around there to make, to make everybody feel a little bit looser, just like feel the, the vibes and experience more deeply. And I think that's just the vibe of the show of the weekend. So Anyway, that's that's those are my thoughts on that. So another thing I want to touch on is the the scandal. So the latest with that is that Ariana was making out with her trainer at Coachella. And he's hot, like whatever, girl, live your best life. Um, it's interesting though, because the more that I see uh, and the more that I read about this scandal, the Tom Sandoval is really strongly taking the stance that he was broken up with Ariana before he started to, well, I don't know if it was before he started anything with Raquel, but that's certainly the narrative that he's trying to lead us to believe. I think what he's trying to say is that, that Tom broke up with Ariana in February. Ariana wanted no part of that and was working really hard to try to get him back. And, but in his head, it was just already over. I think that breakups do have a moment where, especially after so many years of being together, I think for them it was like eight or nine. I think there's a moment, and when I mean moment, I mean several months of that 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 in between kind of spot. So like maybe you're dating other people, but you're still hooking up with each other, or you own a house together, as is their case, and you're trying to kind of you know separate. Like what what did Gwyneth Paltrow call it? Consciously uncoupling, and I think that's maybe what they were trying to do. But the thing is, is that Tom was sleeping with another woman and not only just any other woman, but Ariana's friend and Tom Sandoval. He's got his panties all in a bunch right now because he went to Miraval over the weekend to try to get some R&R. Miraval is in Tucson. Um, 
I've talked to to um, one of their marketing directors recently, thinking about hosting a retreat there with Guy Haven, and he's pissed at Miraval, pissed because apparently some of the staff let out that that's where he was staying. And dude, this guy, like, love him or hate him, probably everybody hates him right now, and he is feeling it hard. So he's just trying to get a little anonymity, a little privacy, and so he goes to Miraval, which is a health retreat offers a ton of great options for um like yoga and health food and yada yada yada. And so instead of of like finding that peace and zen he was looking for, he found a lot of judgmental haters and people who were trying to track him down. I do feel for him there. Uh I really do. I think that sucks. I was talking to uh, a girlfriend of mine this morning. She's at my house and I was bringing this up with her and she was like, she totally follows all of this. She's been watching Vanderpump Rules since the day it was born. And so she knows all of the characters, all the players, da, da, da. She thinks Tom Sandoval is lying. I was like, what? And she also brought up that Tom Schwartz knew about this all along. Apparently when Katie, she's the one with the dark hair, she asked um, Tom Schwartz, why is Ariana at all of your um gigs that you're performing um and he said well it's certainly not for me dot 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 dum 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 so he knew that's basically what has been suggested and what sandoval has said so how do we feel about this how do we feel about accomplices when you know that someone is cheating do you have a responsibility to tell the other partner or do you have a responsibility to do anything at all it's like, don't shoot the messenger, but like sometimes messengers should be shot because something should be kept a secret, but is an affair one of them? Now, maybe, maybe not. I think it's nuanced because if Sandoval really was broken up with Ariana, then probably Tom Schwartz needs to keep his little pie hole shut, but that still puts him in a bad spot. Sometimes too much information is a bad thing and ignorance is bliss. I'll just leave it at that. But what do you guys think? If you know that someone is cheating, do they have a responsibility to tell the other party? I don't know. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs in Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Okay, and lastly, our our big hot topic of the day. Now, this is everywhere on social media. Vanessa Lachey sends Love is Blind's Paul Peden flowers after he accuses her of having a personal bias and reunion questioning. Now, you know me. We had on Danielle Rule last week. We got to chit-chat with her. She was on season two of Love is Blind. And this is season four Love is Blind. So apparently, Vanessa Lachey just like really went at it with um, Paul trying to say what well, why didn't you choose her he did say i don't see this woman as being the mother of my children he had kids and you know he didn't think that there was a match there and Le- vanessa just just really dug in well i i mean i've seen vanessa on these and she uh, on these um reunions and she seems very emotionally involved i don't know if that's coming from a place of projection from her own relationship i think it probably does it uh, it has to. If you're an empathetic person, which she seems to be, it has to come from some place of projection. That's how we relate to other humans. That's natural and normal. But if this projection is coming from a place where she's trying to right wrongs that she has seen in her own relationship, that's not okay. And that would be a problem with a host of a show because you're hoping that you get total unbiased. Well, I asked Danielle about this. Danielle Rule. I texted her. And Danielle thought that Vanessa went after Paul and not Micah, the his you know his romantic interest, his um, I guess fiance, because she thought Danielle thought that Micah would just not have any part of it, and whereas Paul just kind of like took it, I guess. But 
he said, he was like, fuck, man, they kept drilling, drilling down on me. I think I said my piece. I think Vanessa might have been, had a little bit of personal bias in that scenario, or at least kind of detected that. I don't know. That's just my assumption based on how she continued to drill into it after I gave her my full rationale for why I felt the way I did. I mean, look, sometimes people just feel a certain way, right? And we don't really have an explanation for it. It's the je ne sais quoi. It's the chemistry. It's that bond that we either have or we don't have with a partner that we can detect usually within the first five seconds, 10 seconds, 30 seconds even, let's get generous, of knowing each other. However, on Love is Blind, these individuals don't have that opportunity and that privilege to be able to detect determine if there is a chemical connection there. They determine that there's an emotional connection. You know, they get to know each other if they're compatible in like X, Y, Z ways, If basically if they're compatible in paper and if they can communicate, which are also very important. But they don't know if they're going to have chemistry. And that's what Paul is saying. He doesn't know if there's chemistry, Vanessa, and that's okay. Well, Vanessa had to turn off her comments on her social media page. So, that to me implies a lot of guilt right there. But she also kind of seems like a hothead. So maybe that was that was very well planned out so that she just like stays in her lane or something. I'm not sure. I would honestly, I would love to see her act out and just sit here eating the popcorn and I would be totally here for it. And who knows? She might say some shit we all need to hear. Today, we have Heather Martin on the show. She is from The Bachelor, and she is famous for confessing that she had never been kissed. She was only 23 when she came on the show, but geez, that's a long time to go without ever having to kiss. And Heather was on the season with Colton, the infamous Colton, The Bachelor, who came out as being gay. Well, first, he was a virgin on on his season, and then he came out as being gay. So, Heather, welcome to Intimate Knowledge. It's so nice to have you with us. Thanks, Megan. I'm excited to be here. So I I got to admit, I don't watch The Bachelor. I used to back in the day, be- you know, before it was like season 108. And <laughs> but the season with Colton really, oh, season 27 currently. So there we have there it. There you go. All right, 108. I was I was off. I'll admit it. <laughs> Just slightly, not really. Yeah. <laughs> but I I know this season because this was such a famous season. It was such a big season because Colton came out as gay. I know. How crazy is that? Did you have any inkling that he was gay? No. And like people who say they did, like, I'm like, I don't think any of these girls actually thought he was gay. Right. I mean, I think in hindsight, I'm like, it made me feel a little bit better. Like why there wasn't it. I didn't feel that connection. There was just like something that I'm like, there's just this, this block that I, I can't really describe or put my finger on. Yeah. But it like now looking back, I'm like, that kind of, it makes sense. You know, like there just wasn't that connection. There okay. You didn't like well, us. <laughs> anybody. Yeah, did yeah. you kiss him? I did. Yes. So I your did. first kiss was with a gay guy. Yep. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> Does it even count? It doesn't count. I know. Right. That's the number one thing people tell me. They're like, it, it doesn't count. Yeah. It kind of cancels each other out. <laughs> yeah. So what was it? What was it like having your first kiss on camera? Oh my gosh. I mean, I like obviously going to the show. I like was like, this is going to happen. Like if I'm presenting right. information, to the show. Like this is like, of course, this is why they're having me on the show. So I feel like I was kind of mentally prepared, but also like when it was actually, I knew it was like, we're going to wait. And we, it was like, until I got my one-on-one date. Um, and I was like, it's, it's happening. So it was like kind of in my brain. Like I just knew exactly when, how it was yeah. going to happen. Um, and then it did, but it did. And yeah, I mean, it was like, 
it was fu- sweet, great. Like it was this like magical oh island on the beach and fireworks went off. Like very bachelorish. Like, like, he's a gay guy, but it's still like you know, yeah, made up a better first kiss setting or situation. And it was so fun. It was just it was sweet and fun. Well, it's nice to know that, like, looking back, probably you didn't feel like you were being taken advantage of because he ultimately wasn't interested (laughs) in you. He just cared about your well-being, probably. No, yes. Not at all. And he was, like, a sweet guy. Like, there was nothing, you know, I didn't feel that way at all. He seems so sweet. You guys would have been so cute together with your dimples, your matching dimples. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's a very attractive man. Heck yeah, he is. (laughs) That's so wild. Because, okay, so I was just looking at your Instagram and you were, you were, well, I guess you're 23 when you go on the show, right? I was 22, 22 and turned you're 22. Oh turned gosh. 23 on the show. Yeah. That's so when so I was there, I was young and it seems like you're very religious and close with your family. Is that right? Correct. For sure. Yes. So what did they think about you going on the show? I, they were so excited. I think like they all, I mean, it was like this joke since I was 15. Cause I've watched bachelor. Like I don't really watch TV at all, but bachelor was like the show that I watched. Like okay. my, in high school, it was like our thing. So I always said since I was like 15, like, I'm going to go on the show. I'm just going to do it. And then like, it actually happened. It was like always a joke and it actually happened. So my family was so excited and they knew me. So they knew like, I'm not going to be crazy. Like nothing was going to be insane. The only thing, right. was, like, you know, you might embarrass yourself or you might, but like, whatever. I was like, the people who know me, know me. And if you like have other judgments about me, like random people, like whatever. So everyone was excited and we're just like, let's just do it. I was like, I might go home night one. You know, I was like, I'm not oh, going on that yeah. show, but well, that's you know? true. Yeah, a lot of people go home early. So, um, did you really think that you were ready for marriage at age 22? I honestly, like, I have truly felt like since forever. I don't. I had kind of had this perspective, like, I don't feel like I need all this dating experience to go through all these things to know um, mm-hmm. what I want and what I'm looking for. I feel like I've always kind of been pretty steady and um, like level-headed in what I'm looking for. And I think that's, I think my perspective when I was 22, I'm 27 now, it's the same. And I think I'm still kind of looking for the same thing. Um, So yeah, I think if I would have met the right person, I would have been ready to be married. Um, But he obviously was not that for me, but yeah, I truly, I really did believe like if I was to meet the right guy, like I kind of have a firm grasp of what I'm looking for. Well, I did get married at 22. Did and then, you? Yes. And then divorced at 26. Okay. And I was like you. I thought, you know, like I didn't need experience. And, and I didn't. Honestly, looking back, I didn't need, you know, all this t- tons of dating experience or anything. Although like I, I had dated all throughout college and stuff. But ultimately, um, it wasn't my age that was the hindrance. I think it was just like my zest for life, my attitude in general. So that's, you know, it wasn't the age that screwed it up in my opinion. Yeah. So do you think you would have picked like a different person having more experience or do you think it was like, just, no, it just wasn't, it was just not a good match. Okay. Yeah. No, it it was, I, it, it was a good match for what it was, but I think I was trying to emulate my parents and, um, I'm not my parents turns out. Turns so, out. <laughs> how about that? Okay, so you were just in Georgetown, Texas. Yes. Two step in music festival. And guess who else was there, Heather? Were you there? Me. Did we see each other? I was we were just there. That's me. So probably. We probably like passed like ships in a night. Yeah. Oh, so what were you doing there? You're I guess a big country music fan? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm like, same for one. Really? Oh my gosh. Yes. I, love I love it. Um, yeah, I was there with the, I was working with a wine brand there. And so they just, me and my best friend just went out for the weekend. It was so much fun. A blast. So I like crazy. in love with Texas. I want to move there now. I love Texas too. I go to Austin all Texas? the time. No, I'm from okay. St. Louis, Missouri, where we're coming from. We're coming from St. Louis, Missouri today, right it. now. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just go there a lot. I go to Austin all the time. My best okay. friend lives there. So I'm a big fan of Zach Bryan. Huge fan. He was so good. He was so good. I was obsessed. So tell me what you thought about the festival. Have you had you ever been to a festival before? Yes. So I've gone to stagecoach like forever. Okay. I go to stagecoach every year. Um I've gone to lots of I like truly am like a diehard country music girl. So um, but that was like a little bit more like I don't know, it felt a lot more chill than like the stagecoach vibes in like the yeah you know I like loved it way more I think it was just I felt like I think I just like the Texas vibes of the country more than the California yeah same z's but this is the thing there was it, like logistics were wild you know it's hard to get in and out yeah I ended up paying like two hundred dollars to get back to Austin and after flagging down some black car in the middle of the street. It's a random car. <laughs> yeah, it was like a black car. So I was like, are you a driver? Hello, like flagging a taxi in the middle of like Podunk, oh, Texas. my God. Mm -hmm. And then then I wanted to get food. See, I wasn't taken care of like you. I was just regular, like hanging out with the Gen pop. And I didn't I was not working with a brand there. I actually, I have to tell you this story. This is a, this is an insane story. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm excited. So there, it's kind of like a little bit of a backstory. Cause I was dating this guy in Texas. He was in Austin. Um, mm -hmm. I called him Kenny. That's not his real name, okay. but cause like I was protecting him. Well, yeah. then long story short. So like I, um, take Kenny, things aren't going well. I decided to break up with Kenny and then I find out a woman reaches out to me. Kenny was dating another woman the entire time he was dating me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what an asshole, right? This is just this weekend. No, so like this is in the past. this is like okay, December, okay? okay? okay like a okay, few okay, months yeah. ago. Okay. So then I so I'm going to this, uh, and he's a friend, he was a friend of mine for like eight years before we dated. Like oh, I wow. totally trusted him. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to this festival and the tickets are sold out. And my girlfriend's like, I'll figure out the tickets. So she ends up texting Kenny because she she like got to know him through me, asks uh -huh. him for, for tickets. And he said, yeah, sure. Here's some tickets. Like gives her two, two sets of tickets. Uh -huh. Well, then she, my best friend goes on my phone and messages every country performer that's going to be there and asks them for tickets. Guess who came through and gave me passes? Who? Nico Moon. Stop! He was yes. so cute too. Oh my gosh. He's so cute and so nice. He's married with a baby and like, it's just so cute. So I have two yes. sets of passes. Heck yeah. I, um, so we, so we like, we both go in separate lines at will call. She gets her passes. I get my passes. We immediately bootleg one set of passes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> to some guy. Right. So like we essentially we got paid to go. So like feeling pretty cool. We're pretty high alive. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so so she um so we like go in um to the festival we're hanging out we're like having fun everything actually we were walking way too much the bathrooms were gross they weren't even gross because like by porta potty standards gross as you know but mm -hmm. they're i mean they're porta potties right so it's gross it's gross 
Yeah. And hot too. Oh, it was. I mean, I am not as enthusiastic about festivals as you are. I love your attitude, but like I'm I just can't handle it anymore. So (laughs) I I wanted to get some food and the line was two hours long for gross nachos. Did you run into this problem? We had like the set. Did you go to like there's like a separate area where there was not because that we tried to wait in the food line right before Zach Bryan and we just like we're like we can't. I'm not, no. I would rather start. That's when I tried to wait in the food line. Yeah, I did it. So where did you get food? There was like a separate section. It was like in the back by where Nico Moon played. There was like what? one barbecue place. Was it a VIP? I think it was like, yeah, I think so. Oh, screw you. Whatever. I bribed somebody. I bribed somebody at the, the front. front. I swear. Yes. Stop it. So, so like I go up to this guy at the front of the line and his girlfriend and I was like, hey, what up? five extra bucks to add a nacho on there and the girlfriend's like no way we've been waiting in this line for two hours that is not enough money so i pull out another five i was like 10 and she was like no way but maybe those people will in front of us will do it and i was like want to want to do it and they're like yeah so i got my nachos like that for so they, let you, they let you cut them and not even get 10 bucks exactly i was like that is so dumb so yeah, I eat my that? nachos fine <laughs> We walk over to to Zach Bryan to watch the show. And this guy comes up to my girlfriend and says, I want to date with you. Oh, my gosh. How are you? And she's like, oh, yeah, good to see you. He looks at me and he says, I know you. And I was like, "Okay, he knows me from the Real Housewives of Orange County. Whatever. Do you get recognized? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so you get it. So I'm like, okay, like, but it's unusual for a man to know who I am. Probably for you, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, unless boyfriends, a lot of the boyfriends, but I feel like, yeah. Oh, right. It, They're like the boyfriend's husband. A lot of the times. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like if it's a yeah. man, it's like a boyfriend, a husband or a gay guy. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. So he looks at me and he's like, I know who you are. And I'm like, yeah, okay, here it comes. Real Housewives. And then he's like, you dated Kenny. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I met you on the golf course. And Kenny called me boohooing when you broke up with him. And I was like, stop it. And then he said it came out on the podcast, on this podcast, that he was dating someone else the whole time. And so this friend called up Kenny and was like, how dare you? You screwed her over. You screwed the other girl over. Like, you can't call me boohooing and have me talking you off the ledge when you're screwing everybody over. Like, you're not the one who needs a pat on the back and like to be coddled. These women do. Sorry. Yeah. So he's like, oh, great. Now. And my girlfriend's like, he got us these tickets. I was like, no, he didn't. Nico Moon did. (laughs) (laughs) So my girlfriend is like, crap. So after the festival, she texts Kenny and's like, hey, just full disclosure. We ran into your friend. Want to let you know that like that, you know, I was with Meg at the festival. He never texted her back. He didn't Mm -hmm. respond. No, no. So that is, that's oh my, the, my story of, oh of my gosh, did you feel like, were you feeling like awkward at that point? Or are you just like, whatever. His I thing. did not care at all. I did yeah. like, seriously, not one tiny bit. I think it's funny. I think he should know. I mean, who the hell is, is she going to bring? I'm her best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously. And he's going to say yes. He's going to say yes. Like he knows. He probably he assumed, knows. you know, he probably is. you're exactly yeah. right. Okay. So speaking of dating, are you on any dating apps? Are you dating any, well, before that, are you dating anyone? No, I'm single. Um, yeah. Dating apps. I know they're, they're tough for me. I don't know. I don't, I feel like just this dating culture is just so, I don't know. I don't like it. Like I just, I, for me, I feel like I have to 
like know someone and like emotionally connect with them and intellectually connect with them or even like find them attractive. Like I can't just like scroll through an app Uh and one and be like, yes, I'm drawn to you. I feel like I would pick like the exact opposite of who would actually like in person. So you're not on apps. So I'm not on apps. I, that which is tough because I feel like that's like what everyone, how people meet these days. But yeah, yeah, I just, I can't. My girlfriend thought she, she was scrolling through. She, I was talking to her this morning. She thought that she found this like good guy. Well, he had potential at least. Right. So we're like, all right, well, let's like see who he actually is. What's this deal? You can only know so much. This is on Hinge. You can only know so much. So like the two of us are, are like honorary FBI members. And so we (laughs) find out everything and she does a full background check. First of all, his last name is Pigman. Red flag. (laughs) So this guy is posing in a Lamborghini and he's like, you know, his whole dating resume is like real puffed up. So she does this background check. He drives a 2004 Ford or forerunner, whatever that is, Toyota forerunner. He um, lives in a one bedroom apartment and he has filed two bankruptcies. (laughs) So there, there's your online dating culture. Hilarious. I am not even kidding. This happened this morning. Like what, like what is the motivation behind doing that? Because like, you know, you can't get past one second, like literally one date with someone. Like, what do you, what's the goal from that? I mean, maybe he thinks he has like a rockin' body and we're just going to like look past everything else. Well, just, I just lied about all my Lamborghinis and <laughs> so like, I know what? like, I'm sorry, where's the Lambo? Oh, well, that was my friend's Lambo. I'm sorry. That's really misleading. That's like putting filters on your face if you're a girl or like for guys, the guy filter is sunglasses and old photos. Yes. Oh, the old photos. <laughs> yeah. The sun, the sunglasses too, or a, like a hat on. Yeah. Oh, and no, and they're bald underneath. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like that, that is just, if they're, if the guys are ladies, listen up. If the men are wearing hats in every single picture, he's yep. probably bald. At least receding. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be bald, just own the baldness or go get like I'll some wraps like, or something. Yeah. I mean, it can be cute. But just don't like, it's the, it's like the deceitfulness of it. Like, let's just be I open know. because like, you don't want someone who's not going to like you for what you're exactly. doing. Why? I don't know. It's just a waste of time. I feel like. I mean, I'm with you so much. Like, I feel like these people are in dating apps just to prove how cool they are. Like I'm on Raya that, you know what that is? Yeah, it's like the Soho House of dating apps. And yes. I literally, I just canceled my subscription for that thing for next month. So really? uh, yeah, it's 20 bucks a month. That's ridiculous. Have you met anyone like cool on there at all or no? I've, yeah, I've met a lot of cool people on there. A okay. lot. Okay. I know. Maybe I will keep it. I've connected professionally <laughs> with some people too. I can't, yeah. Heather, you're you're talking me into keeping it on. <laughs> What's another 20 bucks? You made it. I, I know, right? Right? You sold, sold Kenny's tickets. You- no and then i had to buy my food and pay for my car that was two hundred dollars like running down the street like my girlfriend's like you can't flag a taxi in the middle of texas and i'm like flagging there's literally not one taxi right not one but i'm i'm flagging like there is got a car (laughs) (laughs) i got a black car it was great it cost me 200 bucks but whatever Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. 
they starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 
Okay, so back to you. I want to know more about about what's what's next for you. Are you going to go on a new dating show or any other reality show? I think I'm done with uh, the reality dating shows. I yeah, I don't even know how I ended up like being entertaining enough for one in general. I mean, the really next- why? I just I'm like. I just, in like, my personality is just so not built for, um, yeah, reality. I just, like, can't, I can't, like, it just doesn't seem, like, natural to me, you know? It's just, I mean, it's not, like. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's so many seasons of The Bachelor now, and you were on season 23, and so don't you think that by that point, like, I don't know, I'm guessing, I don't, don't watch, that maybe all of the contestants figured out the whole cadence of the show at that point, and, like, we're kind of acting for the show instead of for the love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, oh, there's okay. so many, there's so many just like people who have different, I mean, I went like going in like totally open. Like I would love to like see and like, who knows? Like Colton was cute. He was mm-hmm. great. Like who knows? But like everyone goes for some sort of experience, you know, it's like, whether that be, I feel like social media, social media wasn't as huge. I think like in like, five years ago, six years ago when I was on, but it was up and coming. But now it's like people like become, you know, it's like totally no, fr- people don't get famous on social media anymore. You I know, did. but now starting the season now it's, I know it was like a window of like six, seven years. Yeah. Cause you have like what? 500,000 followers or something. I have 200 something. Oh, see, that's a lot of followers. Um, I thought you had more than that, but like 200,000, that's a lot. Who I just ran into Pilot Rachel. She was on, I guess, last year or something. She was the Bachelorette, yeah. She was the Bachelorette. So she was like the main girl. Mm-hmm. And she has, I don't know, like 200,000 followers too. The, view- um, the viewers, like, I think the past like three seasons have just like, just the viewership of The Bachelor in general has just gone down. So I think. Oh, no, she has 500. I got that wrong. 500,000. She was a bachelorette. Like exactly. ba- like the girl, my, Hannah, who was the bachelorette on our season had like 2.6 million. Okay. I was sitting, I met her, um, Hannah. Hannah Brown? Or yeah. Hannah Godwin? Yes. There's, that's there's two Hannahs. I met Hannah, Hannah Godwin. Hannah Brown is the bachelorette. Hannah Godwin was also on my season. Who I'm really close to. She's I saw a-, a picture with you um, and Hannah Godwin on your Instagram. Oh, yes. I was just with her like last week, two weeks ago. Oh, you were? Okay. So I just met her. We were sitting next to each other at the iHeartRadio Music Awards in LA. Oh, yeah. She's the sweetest girl ever. She's she, I, I didn't know who she was. We were standing in line next to each other for the red carpet and she was with her fiance, I believe. Yes. Dylan. Fiance. Yes. Dylan. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so we're just chit chatting. And then she told me that she was, um, they were, they met on Bachelor in Paradise, I think. Mm-hmm. They did. Yeah. That's so sweet. I know. They're like the cutest couple ever. They're the best. They really are. They're so cute. But you said you would never go on Bachelor in Paradise. I don't think so. I just don't think it's for me. Like, is is that kind of more of sexy time on that show? Yeah, I think it's a little bit more scandalous, a little bit more outrageous. I think some people can get through and like, you know, like I think Hannah and Dylan were like a rare couple where they met like immediately. It was like them two together. They connected. And it was great. And they like focused on them as a couple. But I feel like other than that, like they just really pushed like the boundaries and always. Oh, they did. Oh, on they Bachelor did. in Paradise. For like most contestants, that's their experience of like, it was just like, they literally say it's like a living hell. Like it's just, <gasps> seriously, it's just, it's just, you're dying. Heat. You're like, yeah, it's just horrible. 
There are a lot of people's experiences for my part, but there's some lucky ones who do meet like Hannah and Dylan are getting married this summer, you know? So right. it does work for some. I just don't feel like probably that would be um, <laughs> where I meet my guy. It's kind of what you're describing with Bachelor in Paradise sounds like when the Real Housewives go on a cast trip and it's okay. absolutely miserable because all you're doing yeah. is filming the whole time. You're completely just shit faced and you're somehow you have to like get it together to go film and fight yes exactly that's exactly <laughs> what i've been told um, <laughs> people's experiences it's just like and like for me i just wouldn't i um would not thrive in that setting at least meeting someone in a real way you know no kidding no yeah i don't think anyone <laughs> would you'd be like no. and then you go home and be like what did i just do What's and then have to wait for months for to see it air and see what oh happens. the worst <laughs> yeah. like nobody's together anymore or something i don't know maybe they are i have no idea it's a few like you know it works for a lucky few but so do people talk to you about your sex and dating life a lot um, since you're on a dating yeah. show yeah i think i think like the never been kissing really like shocked people for a while and like literally in the streets like i would like walk by and be like never been kissed girl no <laughs> way so funny like Never in my wildest dreams that I think that would be like what I'm known for, you know? Come on. That's a Do big I think deal. I publicize that, you know? I mean, like I would never, that was never like the plan. Why did you not kiss anyone until you're 23? Yeah, I just hadn't dated someone seriously. And for me, that was just like something that was a little bit more special. And that was kind of like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm waiting till I'm going to get married or, you know, like. Anything like that. It was just something that I think I just took dating a little bit more seriously. And so I just hadn't met someone that yet that I really liked enough to kiss, I guess, you know? So do you still go through through dating with that same attitude? I do. I do. I don't just date to date um, at all. I don't find it like fun just to go on dates. It's like a little bit like stressful for me. So I'm like, I just... I would date with like the intention of, of marriage. And, you know, I will probably only date people who I'm like, I can see something Mm -hmm. serious in the future. Like, obviously I'll go on dates when I'm like, okay, this could be a potential. Like you can't know you're going to marry someone. Exactly. But, um, yeah, I just like, not just, I'm like, oh, free dinners, free fun, you know, like that's just like, I'd rather just eat McDonald's with my friends, you know, (laughs) I don't think it's like a five-star dinner with a random that I don't. Yeah. Oh, it's taxing. I do. I, I, I'm familiar. So, um, <laughs> so what are you looking for in a partner? I, so like what you're talking about before, faith is huge for me. So someone who loves Jesus. Um, I really like a guy who is like servant hearted and is like looking out for other people's needs before them, their own. And I really like intelligence. So smart guys are really attractive to me. And like, that goes along with like a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly don't have like any sort of physical type. Like I don't really like, it's so funny. Like I just don't really, I just am not attracted to people until I like know them. So I've like thought a lot of people like across the board. I'm like, eh, I don't really have a certain type. What are, what are you not looking for? What are, pe- what are some traits in people that you would say, absolutely not going on a date with that person to a five-star restaurant and wasting my time? Anyone who McDonald's lacks- it is. Yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> Anyone who like lacks humility and is just like, pompous and like so you're saying you wouldn't go on a date with the fake lambo guy fake lambo guys out <laughs> okay sure. right, yeah out. i like oh anyone who thinks they're like something else is just so like confidence is so attractive but when mm-hmm. it gets like just like 
this false sense of like self is just so unattractive. I just can't. Yeah. That's a lot of guys though. Don't you it's think? It's a lot of guys. It, that I think that's the struggle. You know, it's like a lot of people. And I think it's just a lot of it is like insecurity masks as like overconfidence, but it's just like, yikes. Well, is it a lot of guys or is it a lot of people in general? Women as well. For sure. I think it's a lot of people. And I think it's like our culture is kind of like promotes a lot of that in a, in a way. So it's kind of hard to escape, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think that? Do you agree? I do. I I think, uh, I think so. I mean, it's been really interesting to date, um, after I, I, I dated before the internet age and then now like I'm in the thick of it. And so not the internet age, I would say dating app age. Um, so it's been, it's been like very, um, mind opening for me, but you know what I find most interesting. So I'm divorced with three children and an independent career Mm -hmm. and income. I don't need kids. I don't need money. I don't need access. I don't like, I have everything I need. I thought it would be so easy to date. Mm -hmm. No, it's hard. I feel like maybe a lot of men are intimidated or feel less than. Um, I don't know the ones that do who I think are probably intimidated or feel less than don't possess the emotional EQ to be able to like, communicate those thoughts or feelings that they may be having. So it's hard to really get good feedback from these people where I really would appreciate it the most. Totally. I mean, that totally makes sense. Like when, like, have, so have you like liked a guy and then they're like, just like pull back or how did that typically? All the time. I mean, all the time I've dated so many different guys, but um, yeah, I mean, also in general, um, I just don't really care. I don't care as much as I used to. I'm currently dating this guy that I've been on and off with for three years and like the offs. Oh. Yeah, but like the offs have included like full blown relationships with that I've been in in the meantime. And so has he. So it's not like it's very it's more like a friendship. And I'm I'm fine in this space right now. So I'm just kind of figuring things out. Do you like why had it been on and off? Like you're just like not sure about him or like I'm sure about him. I think like logistically and like just um, kind of where we are in our lives are very different. But eh. I think honestly, more than anything, it's my three kids that are holding him back. Like you don't Uh, want for them to. No, it's not that I'm fine. Like he can. He's scary about. I think that's too much for him. I don't know. I think I think that's definitely a big part of it. Also, living in St. Louis makes dating hard. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really connect with it with a lot of people here. And he's in L.A. most of the time. So um, which is it's fine when I'm out there. But, you know, I. It's nice to have somebody around every now and then too. I know my my friend's mom always says that don't go after the GUs, the geographically undesirables, because it's just oh, hard. It's we always think don't go, we always fall for the GUs. Why is that? I it know just, like, makes things harder. So you live in Carlsbad, correct? Yes. Okay. So do you only date guys in Carlsbad, or would you be open to dating outside? Um, no, I'm def I've definitely been open to dating outside, and I have. But it is difficult, like I like to not be, um, yeah. Long distance stuff is hard. So even like trying to maintain that, and I'm so not like on my phone. I'm not a huge texter. Mm. So it's like having to just like it just like doesn't like logistically work most of the time. At least for so me. your your aunt says G U for geographically undesirable. I say are you G R geographically relocatable? 
Yes, that's true. They have to be. <laughs> oh, they have to be, or you? Yeah, have I to have be. to be. I I honestly am so open. Like I've I'm like kind of in a phase in life where I'm like, yeah, like I'm I'm not like tied. My family's here, and I like love that. But I'm not like, oh my gosh, I have to stay here forever, and I'm stuck here, and blah blah. blah. Like I'm I'm probably open. They just have to be like, I'm not just gonna p- pick up and leave for like anyone. Your sister's about to have that baby. I don't know about that. You're going to be really tied to that little baby. I no, think. She totally, my little sister moved to Idaho. So oh, she's she gone. Yeah, so Idaho? Uh, Boise. I hear that's a cool place. It's so, it is fun. I like it. I don't know okay. if I live there. Really? But, so she's not even here. I know. I'm scared. My parents are going to just, they're going to go out in love with the baby. I don't know. I was like, mom, you can't stay here. You're going to go crazy. Not being with the baby. Mm. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's what it's for, right? Exactly. Heather, thank you so much for coming on. It's been great talking with you. You're so easy to chat with. Where can we find you? Um, I'm on Instagram at heatherm22. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Awesome. I love your Instagram. So I'll be in touch. Oh, thank Keeping you. Up on you. Chatting with you. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Best of luck with everything. Thanks. You too. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You too. Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. 
Listen to Woke F Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.